I recently brought a book to Coachella, which uh, was just for me to have, like, while we were waiting in between sets. Um, somebody DM'd me and was like, how did you bring a book to Coachella? I was like, in my backpack? Hello, readers. Welcome back to another episode of the Try Reading Podcast. It's me, your book nerd host, Gabriel, and I am sort of freaking out because of who I get to talk to today. Please give it up for Kevin Tyler Norman. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm doing well. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. This is like very much a fangirl moment for me. Stop. We go go way back to just like four days ago from meeting at Yale West. So long time we've known so each other. Well. Um, but for those of you who don't know Kevin or Kevin T. Norman on Book Talk and Bookstagram, he is the coolest book content creator out there. And <laughs> just the fact that he's on the show is blowing my mind. But Kevin is a content creator who loves talking about all things diverse books, whether it's POC stories or LGBTQIA plus stories. Kevin's got a recommendation for you. His videos will make you laugh for sure, whether it's a video about all things readers do or the tea on the bookish box or just <laughs> a good book recommendation. Kevin is fantastic. He runs the Say Gay Book Club on Fable, which is an amazing book club, and it's a club for reading all things LGBTQIA plus books, and who wouldn't want that? Not only is he a content creator and a book club host, but he's an author. Kevin is the author of Shelter, a poetry book about relationship, and this book is beautiful with even more beautiful illustrations, but um, like I said, I'm just really honored and excited <laughs> to have you on the show to talk all things books and the book world and book talk. Well, thank you. That was quite an introduction. Um, I was like, I'm going to need to bring you everywhere with me. So when people <laughs> ask what I do, I'm going to pull you out and you can say all of that. Well, yeah, you have many titles. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, what is your current read? Oh, oh my gosh. So I'm currently reading, everyone's talking about it online. Um, the Serpent in the Wings of Night. I think that's what it's called. Um, I'm currently reading that. I just finished The Honeys by Ryan Lasala, which I loved. Um, and then I just found out a book release recently called Lion's Legacy, which is like queer YA, but also like archaeology. And I love Indiana Jones. So I was like, this sounds amazing. So I want to go to the bookstore and pick that up. But I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's been, you're right, uh, the Carissa Broadbent book has been all over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just saw um, May is like a very big release month for books. And so there was a post um, yesterday for uh, yesterday's releases. And yeah, Lines Legacy, that the cover was really pretty and it looked very interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of that's, it, but yeah. Yeah, same. I saw a video, I think Barnes & Noble posted it, like new release Tuesday. And I saw that and I was like, what is this book? I need to know everything. Um, and then I was like, gay Indiana Jones, sign me up. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, I am currently reading uh, a book called Ruby Ramos's Recipe for Success. And the author is Jessica Pada. And uh, she it's her debut novel. And so I think the last episode I'd mentioned, Wednesday Books sent me an arc. The book releases on 
May 16th, and it's a contemporary young adult coming of age novel about uh, sort of like being unapologetically you and staying true to yourself and um, following your heart. And there's a lot of great representation and a lot of baking and food. And um, it takes place in Santa Monica and there's romance. And so it's oh. kind of like, it's all of the, all of these good things. So yeah. I, I need this book. It's yeah, it's really good. I am enjoying it a lot. I'm only in the beginning, but it's really funny. And um, it's, I'm sure a lot of people are going to love it. Yeah. So May 16th is when it comes out. Cool. I'm definitely adding that to my TBR. Well, I guess the question, I start this question sort of with every episode, but uh, what got you into the world of books and reading? Honestly, I kind of grew up like always going to the bookstore with my mom. So I've always kind of been surrounded by books. Like we would go to the bookstore and spend hours there. Um, And so that it's all like books have always been a part of my life. And it wasn't really until the pandemic when I was like laid off from my job and I had a lot of free time and I was just scrolling through TikTok and I saw somebody talking about books and I was like, you can do that on this platform. Um, and so I, that was like kind of my introduction. I had a lot of free time and I was like, well, what kind of books would I want to share? Like what kind of books would have really helped me? And that was LGBTQ plus books because growing up and when I was coming out, I didn't really have that many that I knew of. So I had to do like all this research to find some. Um, and I kind of wanted to cut out that guesswork for people. I didn't want them to have to struggle like I did to figure out what would relate to them, what would help them and what wouldn't. And so that's what kind of inspired me and pushed me in that direction. Well, I love that. And um, it definitely went far, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's taken me places I didn't think it would lead. I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really incredible, yeah, to see how book talk sort of just like burst and then became this whole new aspect of social media. And yeah, but whether it was um, when you were younger and reading or once you started on book talk, can you remember a time when you read a book and really realized like that words on pages have power? Yeah, I hate to highlight this, but for me, it was like the Harry Potter series. Um, that was like my first, the first series I really remember where um, I was waiting for each book to come out and I was like so excited for them. Um, and that was kind of when I picked up this really interesting habit I have now where I will listen to like the audiobook and read along at the same time. And so I think it was just that series really that showed me how much I love reading and like the many places that books can take us. Yeah, it's um, I know. Yeah, those books, even though they're <laughs> like not uh, books that I would be recommending and reading now, I can agree that like, at you know. That those were very like eye-opening in a way of like magic and like yeah. um just transportation in storytelling. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, you had mentioned finding book talk in quarantine and you know, in COVID, and that's sort of when it started. 
do you know the around what time you really or you know what time in 2020 2021 when you found book talk yeah um it definitely started like happening for me in that like community around i want to say august september of 2020 um and i think i one of the first things i saw was somebody doing like a bookish unboxing i love watching people unbox stuff even if it's stuff i'm not interested in i'm like yeah open it what did we get <laughs> right um and so i was really eager to see like the books that people got i was like oh what are other people reading um and i think the pandemic was a time really where i started reading more um because I've always been like a book collector. Uh, it's like book collector first, then reader second. And then the pandemic really was like, okay, well, now you have all this time, start reading. And so I started reading more and then going on TikTok. And yeah, around the fall of 2020 was when I really saw like bookish content. But I still didn't know what that would look like for me or or what the future bookish content was going to be. Yeah. Well, um, that future turned out to be pretty great. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. Looking uh, back, it's led to some really cool stuff. Yeah. And that's, I can totally relate to that feeling of A, enjoying the feeling of watching bookish unboxings and um, all of that, but also, yes, a book collector first and then a reader second. Um, yeah. What were, I mean, Obviously, over time, with more content creators and more people joining BookTok and creating content, it's helped, you know, have different sides of BookTok and different uh, people you can follow. And But for you, what was your first impression of BookTok? Um, that's a great question. My first impression, from what I really remember, was that it was a very um, welcoming community. Um, and... I definitely, I know there's different sides to book talk where people say there's, there's no diversity. Sometimes I felt like I had the opposite where I was meeting very like diverse people and getting very diverse book recommendations. And at first I would say I was getting like, I was seeing in the community that there was a lot of like young adult books and then it kind of shifted to romance. And then I think eventually over time I was able to find where I fit in within the algorithm and the type of content creators I see and interact with but my first initial impressions were just like it was this whole new community of friends like that's the only way I could see it and now I I have like an amazing group of friends that I've met through just this app and we talk every single day so yeah, that connection aspect is something that I hear about a lot and that is, I don't think, something that anybody would have really expected. Um, yeah. But it's really wonderful. And also having that, for you, having that positive introduction to, to book talk and um, I'm sure sort of helped it seem like, oh, maybe this is a space that like I could be a part of as well. And it's not so... Um, different from what you wanted to see. Yeah, it was also one of those times where creatively I felt like I could express um, my sexuality within the stuff I was creating. I think really up until this point, 
I was open with my friends and my family and everything, but I wasn't creating content online that was explicitly geared towards like the LGBTQ plus community or talking about those issues or things like that. So this is the first time that a community really embraced me and made me see that um, I had value in who I am versus value in this idea of who others wanted me to be. Um, so it was like one time I could just really be truthful. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Well, you had said you found Book Talk around August, September of 2020. How long after did you decide to create a Book Talk account? Um, that was <clears throat> kind of around the time I created one. So I like when I found out about TikTok, I was like, oh, I really want to utilize this platform. I just don't know how um, or the type of content I want to make. And then I think once I started seeing bookish content, I was like, that's it. That's that's what I want to talk about. Um, and so I one of my first videos I ever made related to books was um, like, if you liked the book, Call Me By Your Name, here's some like other queer books that you should check out. And I remember I used Call Me By Your Name a lot in the beginning when I created my account solely because I knew it was a book that non-readers knew and that it would be a good way to get them to gear towards these other like less problematic stories. Um, so yeah, it was kind of right away. And that was like my, my starting point was like, here's some LGBTQ plus book recommendations. That's really smart and it, you know it's a yeah it's a smart way to just also uh diversify other people's reading lists and um what did you have I mean when you started I know you had said you know you wanted to um create content and then when you found book talk that was sort of like you saw oh that's what you could you know create content for yeah. but other than wanting to create content was there an aim and goal or aim or goal behind starting your account and posting videos? I think the biggest goal was just to create that online resource for people that they could come and discover some new LGBTQ plus book recommendations. Like that was my goal in the beginning. Um, and I felt, I feel as if I achieved that, but it's also kind of now grown a lot bigger than that. Um, and so my goal has and always will be to like highlight LGBTQ plus and diverse stories. And now it's kind of doing that, but also um, making people laugh or um, relate to reading more or just to like inspire people to read more. Like I'll have friends who who watch my content who are not readers, but they'll always tell me like, oh, you make me want to read more or um, your videos are so funny. And it's like, it's nice when it's like, because readers already love to read. So I'm like, I want to get more people to read. So when it, people outside of Bookstagram or BookTok come across my content and begin to follow me, I really love that because then we can push, we can push reading. We can uh, remind people that stories exist. And then I can always gear them back towards the types of books that I started my channel about. Well, that was really wonderfully said. Thank you for sharing that. And Thank you for asking. Of course. So, you know, obviously you promote a lot of, you know, 
LGBTQIA plus books and stories and POC stories. And um, there's, and like you had said earlier, you know, there's different sides of book talk, but for you and whether it's for diversifying book recs or promoting indie authors or um, whatever that may be, what roles do you feel book talk plays into helping improve the book community? I think book talk does a really good job of raising awareness about certain issues um, whether that be about problematic authors or issues within our society. So I do think there's there's a lot of like being a part of this community really helped me um, grow and learn and recognize privilege and um, areas in which I may have like not really considered or thought about. And so I think book talk's a great place for learning and um, because it is so big, I think there is areas for everyone to discover new stories or uh, rediscover old favorites of theirs and just to challenge challenge them. I think book talk can be a very challenging place in um, making people confront things about themselves or the types of stories and things they choose to promote. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot there's a lot there and the algorithm will do a good job of putting you where it thinks you fit best. And I personally feel like I'm in this interesting boat where sometimes I end up on romance side of book talk and then I'm on LGBTQ side of book talk and then I follow some horror book talkers. So I kind of feel like I'm in this middle ground between everyone, which is where I want to be um, because I think we could get stuck just saying the same things to the same people. Nothing's going to change because they already know. It's like we have to be in those areas where where maybe people haven't heard about the book I'm talking about. And so it's like good to be in that like gray middle zone. Absolutely. And, you know, other than the book content creators, it's also like for the viewers um, and for me as someone who doesn't create book content on BookTok, but um, you know, follows a bunch of book content creators, sort of following who you want to follow and following who sort of like what you want to see and sort of like curating, okay, I want to see this type of recommendations and this person, this person, this person recommend those books really well. So I'm going to follow them. And then like you had said, then sort of, you know, TikTok will also guide you where it feels you'll fit best. Right. Exactly. And TikTok also does a good job of kind of pushing your content towards new viewers. It's just like the way it's designed. Um, I remember once working or like speaking with someone who works for TikTok, he had told me, create every video as if it is the first time someone is seeing your account. Um, that way they just know who you are and what you're about. And that's like something to that I always keep in mind that like, oh, if someone was watching this for the first time, but they understand who I am and what I'm talking about. Um, so that's something that's always been important to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It's like it will. Yeah. Like you had said, push it towards new people. And um, a few episodes um, before this, I had uh, Robbie Weber on the podcast and oh, he's written yeah. um, 
and for the listeners who don't know, he's written like a bunch of YA romance. And um, he was talking about f- how for his most recent book, he started a lot on TikTok and posting more often. And there's all these people that had never heard about his book. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you had said, it just shows people um, what they haven't seen before as well. Yeah. Well, what have been and you touched a bit on like, you know, how it's been so really great for like connection and friends and um, content creation in general. But for you, um, is there one or a few really great parts that um, have come with being a book content creator? Um, yeah. Yes. Um, the community aspect for sure. And meeting some, um, of now who I consider best friends, but also it's kind of blended into this other area of my life. Um, where, so growing up, I used to do a lot of like theater and musical theater and acting. And so it's wild now that as a book content creator, I'm starting to get invited to like movie premieres or television premieres and getting to walk the red carpet. And so it's like, I'm mingling with that other industry that I am passionate about. I'm just passionate about stories, which is why I love film so much. So it's like nice to see like my passions kind of just fitting together. Um, I never thought I'd attend a Hollywood premiere as like a book, quote unquote, influencer. I don't like that word, but content creator. And um, so it's experiences like that, or even like doing stuff like this, like podcasts where I get to talk about um, books and my favorite books and LGBTQ plus books. And so it's like, there's been a lot of opportunities that have come from this that if you would have told me I would have achieved by talking about my favorite books, I would have laughed. But like now I work as a full-time content creator, not only for myself, but I also work for an ad agency now creating content for some very like popular uh, food brands. And so it's crazy to me that teaching, like I'm self-taught when it comes to filming, editing and all this stuff. And now it is what I do full-time. Um, And so it's nice to have this blend of, oh, I do bookish content for myself, but then I can also create other types of content for my job. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said that you've been able to uh, be a part of a whole nother content creation side of, you know, videos and all of that. But also, yeah, I mean, getting to go to the Shadow and Bones season two premiere and the Queen Charlotte premiere, like that's so cool. And Yeah. um, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to meet Ben Barnes and all of that whole cast. So and the best part is they were so nice. And so I think that just made it so much better. Yeah. Well, obviously it's social media at the end of the day and there's uh, positive and negatives, but um, if there's something you want to share, what has been, or what has been one sort of not so great part of, being a book content creator um yeah I think the negative aspect is um much like how we discussed earlier where it's like you're being introduced to new people it also means that new people have the opportunity to misunderstand you and so it's tough because I think when it comes to being online people sometimes want everything fed to them um instead of like 
sometimes just taking the time to be like, hey, let me research that to see what they're saying, to see if it's true or or if it's not true. Um, I think a lot of people will see something online and immediately create a judgment and form their opinion without any actual facts. And so I think TikTok is great for starting conversations. It's not great for having them because a lot of nuance gets lost and um, the gray areas don't get discussed. And I just think um, it can get it can get a bit messy sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you've seen your fair share of that. And as a content yes. creator. Yeah. And it's not fun when you're on like the receiving end. Um, I'm like, is it fun for the people who are saying hateful things? I don't know. But like to it's it's just tough. It's tough. It's hard. I've definitely been there where I've received a lot of hurtful, hateful comments and people thinking I'm like the dumbest person on earth. I remember once I was making a joke about something and um, they people began to tell me that I was gatekeeping reading, which is comical because my entire account is promoting right. reading. So it's things like that where people, again, don't know me and are just creating these snap judgments. And I'm like, if you would have done an ounce of research, you would understand my whole account is promoting literacy. So it's right. like, it's things like that that yeah, can like, get really, really tough. Yeah, just scroll a bit and you'll kind of see, oh yeah, it's right. all about books. So yeah, um, yeah but I can, I can imagine. Well- you have a bookstagram account as well. And um, did you start posting on bookstagram before or after book talk? I know you, obviously you have similar or the same videos sometimes on the apps, but then obviously there's photos on Instagram. So there's that difference. Yeah, I actually, um, so I did bookstagram after book talk. I was very much, I was like, Instagram's going to die. Like, it's not worth me like putting content on. Um, and for like a year of my friends telling me like, you need to post on, on bookstagram, like start posting on bookstagram. I was like, no, like Instagram's not going to make it. It's all about TikTok. And then I was like, well, I guess I could just like repost some of my TikToks. And I did that for a while. And like, I got no views on Instagram and I was like, see, like it's pointless. And then I just kept posting because I was like, well, I have nothing to lose. And then one day one video took off and then the next video took off and it like snowballed. And then my bookstagram account started growing very, very quickly. And I started to put my focus on that. And now you'll actually see more posts on Bookstagram from me than you will on BookTok solely because I've noticed that when it comes to Bookstagram, it's it's a great platform for that community aspect. You know, we talked about like TikTok was a lot of new viewers. Bookstagram's the place where I can cultivate the the relationships with the people who are following me and I can communicate with them via stories. And, um, it's been such a welcoming community and I've loved it over on bookstagram and I've been having a lot of fun. And now I, I create all my content for 
for bookstagram reels first and then i'll put it on book talk that's really great in that it sort of uh, happened a bit later than you yeah. maybe would have expected and also that like at first it was sort of like uh, I don't know but now it's yeah and yeah I've heard and from other people and you know just from personal experience like connecting with people yeah th- like you said through bookstagram can be um, a lot easier than other social media apps and um, yeah yeah well I love it <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad it's gone well. And yeah. What do you hope people will take away from your page, whether it's your book talk page, your bookstagram page? Good question. Um, I hope people take away that like they just like feel like inspired to read or to want to pick up a book or. Yeah, like I just want people to it's funny because a part of me, I'm like, I want people to laugh and feel good and have a good time. And another part of me is like, but I also want people to learn and challenge themselves. And um, so you'll see on my page a lot more on BookTok than Bookstagram. I'm a lot more political on BookTok where I talk about like bigger issues and Bookstagram's kind of more of my like playful side, which I think has been nice to give me two outlets. Um to like showcase both those sides of me because I do want to fight for like social justice and all that. And I also want people to, to feel good and to laugh and um, smile pretty much. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you've been able to sort of curate those two distinct sections and um, yeah, you definitely create very funny videos. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Of course. Well, um, as I had said when I was introducing you, you have your book club on Fable. And um, what was the story sort of behind starting that book club? Yeah, I've kind of always wanted to start a book club. Um, and then Fable had approached me and was like, we would love if you would start a book club with us. And I kind of dragged my feet on that for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm just really busy. Um, but then eventually I was like, let's just do this. Let's just make it. Um, maybe no one will join. I don't know. And, um, I made it. And again, they were like, well, what kind of books do you want to talk about? I'm such like the type of person where I'm like, I want to read everything. Like it's hard for me to choose one thing. Like my major in college was liberal arts, which is just general education (laughs) because I wanted to learn everything. Um, so niching down like that, can be difficult for me sometimes, but I just went to the heart of what my channel was and the types of stories I wanted and made a book club that just focused on LGBTQ plus books, whether that be the author or uh, the main story. Well, it's great to see how it's taken off. And um, what has it been like running a book club, but then also having book content creation? Yeah, I will say I need to give more attention to my book club. Um, so if y'all are listening, I'm so sorry. Um, it's it's it can be difficult, um, just to balance because I feel like I'm trying to do a lot. Like I'm running my account, I'm trying to run a book club. I'm also working for these other brands, and so I have to make their content. Um, I also need to find time to read. 
I have to answer my emails. Like it's just, it, it's a bit overwhelming, but I, I try my best. Um, can I do better? Of course. And I'm striving to, to put a lot more focus in my book club, but there's a lot of like fun things that I can't talk about yet that are coming up that I think are really going to help me balance everything. Well, that's great. And yeah, I mean, you are doing so much. So it's like, you know, <laughs> you have to also take time to just like be there for yourself and not have to yeah. be on all the time. We've seen recently uh, that they're sort of rebooting that sort of wizard school book series and they're going to be remaking Twilight and they have the Hunger Games prequel and all of that. Um, but obviously these are all, they've all been seen before. Um, so is there a book or a book series that you've read or that you love that you would love to be seen turned into a movie or a TV show that hasn't been yet? Um, for sure. I would love Song of Achilles. I think that would be a phenomenal and gorgeous movie. Um, and I would also love to see one of my favorite fantasy series, The Cruel Prince, adapted into a TV series. I think that would be so cool. Like there's a lot of... The thing is why I think they reboot a lot of this stuff is because they know people already like have that nostalgia factor for them. And it's like, oh, it's instant money for us. But I would rather they take a risk on some of these other like very popular books and stories and make those into films. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be a business. And so they're going to see it as what's going to make us the most money. Yeah. But those are the ones I would love to see. Yeah, well, those are great selections. And, you know, um, it would be really wonderful to see those turned into um, movies or TV shows. And obviously, uh, both of those, the Cruel Prince series and The Song of Achilles, they've done well in selling. Yeah. And so um, there's no doubt that there would be a whole group of, you know, people that would want to see that happen. So, oh, yeah. Sure. Well, I know a bit of the story but for the listeners who don't um what was the inspiration for your book shelter <laughs> um a lot of heartbreak uh no i always wanted to write a poetry book and um back in 2017 i think it was i got my heart broken and the only way for me to like crawl my way out of that was to do something creative and so I was like you know what let me sit down and finally take these poems I've written throughout the years put them together um, and make them tell a story so when people read it they're they're gonna think I'm talking about one person which is what I wanted um but really those poems are all bits and pieces from different relationships of my life leading up to the point of when I published it. So there's multiple people it's about, but again, when someone reads it, they think it's just about one singular person. Um, and that was the story I, I kind of wanted to tell was like this relationship of falling in love realizing it's not what I thought and then slowly just like trying to piece myself back together again 
And that book's really interesting to me because when I first published it, I looked at it one way. And then when I reread it, like years later, I was like, wow, you can really see the uncertainty I was feeling the entire time. Like even in the moments when I was like, oh, this is the best thing. Like, it's great. Like, no, there was still that underlying fear of, of like insecurity of things just, they were never, never what it seemed. I, I didn't know, you know, that it was these different aspects that came together to make this one final product. And I read it actually just over a year ago now. Um, and I had seen you posting about it and, um, it, it was really beautiful. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, it was really, really wonderful to read. And what made you choose to self-publish it? I think it was just like, the whole creative aspect of it. Like I want creative control. I want to challenge myself to see if I can do this. And so I, I, I just saw that as the only option for me to like really get the product I wanted, like the story I wanted told out there. Um, and I honestly knew nothing really about publishing. So I was like, well, this is a way I can publish and I don't need anybody else's help to do it. Um, and so that was kind of kind of why I did it, why I self-published. Um, I pretty much just wanted to get the story out there. So I I wasn't like picky and like, oh, I need to be traditionally published um, or or anything of the sort. It was more like, well, this is like the final step in my creative project of healing. Yeah. Absolutely. And fully, you know, like you had said, your creation and um, also it allowed you to do what you wanted with it and not, you know, because obviously often there's, you know, publisher input or publisher changes. Um, so, yeah. Um, for the readers that read Shelter, what do you hope they will take away from reading this book? Um, That... Uh heartbreak is something that won't last forever that you you can get through it that like it, it is a storm and it will pass um hence why I like called it shelter because poetry was kind of like what made made me feel safe you can get through heartbreak and it was really important to me that people understand too that heartbreak is universal no matter our gender or our sexuality and that's what I really wanted when people read it as well to um, even though I'm talking about a man, they could easily insert themselves in and be like, oh, this relates to me as well um, in the same way. Absolutely. Well, that's a wonderful takeaway. This, is, I mean, now these are more questions for you as a reader now. And um, what has been your favorite read of 2023 so far? Ooh, um, I like, it's so funny because I'll read a book and then I'll blank and I'm like, did I read that? Um, the first one that popped in my head was Ray Bear by Jordan Fuego. I really enjoyed that book um, and it took me by surprise. It's a duology. I haven't read the second one yet, which I should. I'm really bad at finishing books um, like a series. I also read Scythe for the first time this year um, by Neil Schusterman and that was excellent. Well, those I both you know, I've heard of both of those. And um, yeah, I've heard a lot about Ray Bear. And from what I've heard, it, all of the reviews and people 
that have talked about it have said really great things about it. So yeah, and it has a beautiful cover. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes. As you know, most people know, and you've talked about this, you have to bring a book everywhere you go and not just you. <laughs> That's kind of common sense for readers, but um, where's the craziest place you've brought a book? I recently brought a book to Coachella, which uh, was just for me to have like while we were waiting in between sets. Um, somebody DM'd me and was like, how did you bring a book to Coachella? I was like, in my backpack? They like right. bring a backpack. Um, Coachella, where else? That was the first one that popped in my head because it was the most recent. Um, but yeah, I will always have a book in my bag and I normally go everywhere with my bag. Like I have like a satchel I use. Yeah. Um, and there's usually always a book in there or there's a book in my car. Um, the worst though is when I bring a book with me and it's not the book I want to read and like oh, the book no. I want is at home. Right. And I'm like, yes, I can read this, but it's not not what I want. Yeah. No, it is a necessity to have a book everywhere at all times. Yeah. Agreed. You talk uh, often, um, and more recently, you know, on your uh whether it's in videos or on your stories, on your Instagram stories, um, about content creation and, um, you know, interacting with your followers about, you know, uh, their interest in content creation and um, starting book content creation. So what would be your advice for someone who is interested and wanted to get into book content creation? Um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that's such simple advice, but yeah, do it. But also really, if someone's really passionate about wanting to be a bookish content creator, um, my advice would be to study the the creators that you like and um, practice their style or like take what you like from one creator and what you like from another creator and try and put that together into how you would, would do it. Um, and I definitely recommend people... Um, I know it's not feasible for everyone, but if you have the means to definitely invest in like the latest phone, if you can, just because it has a great camera and really like the quality of what you're producing um, should be something you also work towards or like you want your videos to look good. And if something looks good, people are more inclined to watch it. I know there's outliers to that. And some people have like not the best video footage and they still do well. But I think utilizing every tool you have to the best of your abilities is super important. Yeah. And just do it and talk about the things you're passionate about. That's what it comes down to. Like people can spot when you don't like something or when you're, when you're faking well, thank you for sharing that advice. And um, yeah, it's, I know even there's people that I talk to that are like, well, it's something I like to do. And, um, and like you said, yeah, just do it. And it's sort of like, you know, what's the worst that could happen if you don't like it, there, you know, no one's right. forcing you to continue. Exactly. And it's like, when you're just starting out, there's no one there to watch you as you quote unquote fail like you don't have an audience like watching your every move so you could really like experiment and try things and see what works 
Um, and there's this quote I saw on TikTok. I don't know who originally said it, but I have it like sticky noted on my computer. And it's just, it says, I'm not afraid to be seen trying. And that's something I like tell myself all the time. Like if I'm embarrassed to do something, I just say, nope, I'm not afraid to be seen trying something new. Um, yeah, just get out of your own way. Yeah. Try it. Well, I love that quote. You uh, went to Yaw West this year and you went last year as well. I saw you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How was Yaw West and what was, yeah, what was your time like? It's so funny to see the difference between last year and this year. So both years were kind of the same um, in like setup and like day, like the events and everything. Um, last year was really fun because there was like seven of us or six of us who went or five. I'm bad at math. Um, there was like a group of us who went this year is just my friend, Jason and I, um, but it was interesting because last year, no one really knew, um, my content, even though, um, I was still pretty active on book talk, but this year I've been active on book talk and bookstagram. And so it was kind of surreal to see people come up to me and like uh, talk to me about my content or ask me for a picture with them. Like it was, it was crazy. And then it was like interesting to see how some people would be like, I love your Instagram or I love your TikTok. And I was like, Oh, so people are, are, are getting my stuff from different areas. And I remember one part of y'all West, an author came up to Jason and I and she started fangirling over us. And I laughed because I'm like, we should be fangirling over you. Um, and she's like, I just love your your Instagrams. And that was really sweet. And so it was a very surreal experience overall. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. I had I had a blast. Well, that's great. Yeah, I remember um, I overheard someone in line and they're like oh are you the are you the content creator that talks about that book subscription company and yeah um, I got but... that too <laughs> some but... people were like you hate the, <laughs> that one company and I was like I do um... <laughs> for you overall being part of the book world uh what would you say is the best part uh the people just yeah the readers uh online and the friends i've made and the people i've met and the people i've spoken with they've honestly made it what it is and i give really big thanks to the people who who like my content who share my content who follow me who um um interact with me like they're they're what i think is the best part of the book community obviously books like we love books but it's like it's the readers that that mean the most to me thank you so much for sharing that um i love that aspect and yes like you said we love the books but um building a community is really wonderful um but that is going to do it for today's episode but Kevin thank you so much for joining me it was beyond amazing to get to talk with you today thank you so much for having me it's been a blast of course I'm so glad uh well where can the listeners find you 
Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Kevin T Norman. Love it. And uh, that will be linked below as always. Do you have anything upcoming or current that you want to shout out or promote? Oh my gosh. Um, now would be a great opportunity if I did. Um, no, just be on the lookout for, for you never know what premiere I might be at next. <laughs> Absolutely. And so if you want to see that, follow me and find out. I also try to go live when I go to these premieres because I want people to see what I'm saying and experience it too. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for the Song of Achilles premiere. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And I hope you enjoyed. If you did, uh, that's great. I I had so much fun recording this episode. <laughs> and don't well, forget... better have enjoyed it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> or else. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> right. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and if you'd like, you can write a review and rate it, and that way other book lovers can find these amazing stories. You can find Try Reading wherever you get your podcasts, and episodes release every other Friday. You can buy books by the Try Reading authors through the Try Reading link tree below, and yes, that includes Shelter by Kevin. And you can find Try Reading on Instagram at Try Reading Podcast and on Twitter at Try Reading 2022. Kevin, I cannot wait for more amazing bookish content from you. And thank you so much for bringing your amazing self on the podcast today. Thank you so much for, for doing this for everyone and for having me. <laughs>